0: Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio.
1: Guess who's back? Here we are on 101.5 UMFM. This is Game of Runs. My name is Neil Noonan, and across from me, my homie, man, we're back live in the stew at Sioux Ridge, Canada. <laughs> it feels so good, Neil. We are back
0: after a 10 uh, a, uh, month, 11 month hiatus. You know, things got busy. And you know we 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 really just had to invest our energy in the Toronto Raptors championship season, (laughs) and you know what that's that's all it was. We just had to concentrate, and you know we we couldn't really focus on anything but
1: the game. We just go out there and play, and uh, it really paid off. Yeah, it's an ongoing joke now with uh, within our circles, at least here at UM UMFM with uh, Jared and Michael, the station uh, the station managers. We took our longest hiatus during the Raptors' most glorious run ever straight to the championship Uh, but that's not going to hold us back for coming back this season we are here it's September 9th we're calling this the preseason for our show the soft opening lots of time will yes where uh, the NBA season of course will go live October 22nd October 21st will be our first real deal show back but we still got tons of content until then six shows until that first one You know what is that week as well Neil hmm. Pledge Rama Oh my what a week to come <laughs> back I didn't even I uh, no wait, wait 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 we we planned this we planned this Absolutely this was uh this was on the docket the whole time
0: and uh you know what else has been on the docket um, basically everything that's happened in the
1: past 10 months. We have so much to catch up on that we, we literally cannot do it in 25 minutes. No, it's impossible. Yeah, we're, uh, we're a half-hour show here, and it's 6.05 already. And if we could do the NBA any justice in the 9 to 10 months hiatus that we were gone, we're going to do it right now. And uh, we made our list of the five best things we each loved since our last show which was on December 12th if i'm not mistaken. It's, wild, been it's, 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 been been it's been a while. It's it's been some time a while, but i'm going to let you crack your list off right off the bat here. Five best things in the NBA since our last show 9 months ago. What you got for me, man? I mean, we already said it. The Toronto Raptors won the 2019 NBA Championship. You are wearing. We don't even got drops yet, hey? No, uh, (laughs)
0: but we will. uh, Stay tuned. You are wearing your uh, Toronto Raptors Championships hat. Of course. And, uh, you know, I am a fan. I have a pennant at home as well. And, you know, I I couldn't be happier about how things have turned out. Uh, Shouts to all our listeners and fans, by the way. (laughs) Um, But in reality, what started is uh, Andrea Bariani, primo pasta. Masai Ujiri somehow trades Andrea Bargnani for assets, a
1: first-round draft pick.
0: Yes, incredible. <laughs> and then uh, years later, uh, ends up uh, risking it all. Like the risking it all is a meme. Masai Ujiri truly risked it all for this, uh, getting Kawhi Leonard for a rental for one year. It's it's actually almost sweeter that it, that it was a rental. Like, it, obviously, you would love for Kawhi Leonard to stay. But it's actually almost sweeter that uh, everything panned out. Because if you lost any left, it would suck. Word. Right? And uh, I believe, uh, to quote uh, my good friend Neil Noonan, after, after the trade, worth it. Still worth it. Yes. Start, everything paid off. And uh, you have Ibaka, Gasol, and Lowry coming off the books. It, it, one year from now. And then you have Pascal Sack, and Fred VanVleet, um, OG, uh, DeLon Wright, if you decide to keep him. Uh, wait, is he still still that? No, he's with Memphis. Yeah, that's right. It's already Mark's gone. All trade. So I, you do have three young guys to work with right now. Uh, I, I think they're in a good position no matter what they do. And you know what? They'll be contendive this year. Maybe they'll be four or five seed. Who, who really knows or cares? Uh, but uh, the championship came home. Larry O came home. Uh, and uh, we, as a country, are world champions.
1: Yes. Yes, you said it well. And, I mean, this was obviously my number one as well, so we could spend double amount of time on it. Good. I love the angle you took there as far as it was very bittersweet when Ka- Kawhi left mm-hmm. because, of course, of course we want to keep him. But there's also this weird way where the pressure's completely off now that he's gone. You know, you mentioned the contracts with those three guys. They're going to be off the books. I wouldn't be surprised if one, two, or even all three of them were moved before the deadline sometime this year to go to contenders, right? I I love how Masai did not do anything this summer. All three of them are going to be back. They're going to get their rings on opening night, which they will be playing on. And... This season is... I don't want to say it's a write-off because it's not. And they might be a fourth, fifth seed, whatever. They're going to be fighting for home court for sure. They do not have the same team. They do not have the killer that is Kawhi Leonard, who went back to his home in L.A. They're going to be a completely different team. But there's a lot to work with. We've been talking since Masai got to Toronto that he's been wanting to blow it up. Kyle was almost a New York Knick. DeRozan, who knows where he could have gone if it wasn't the Spurs. He's the guy that wants to make his own team... And this might be his first chance to actually do that Because they kept, they made that Rudy Gay trade way back when And the team actually turned out to be a lot better Than they thought they were going to be And they made it all the way to the championship What, six, seven years later And Masai might actually get his chance to build And be that architect of a brand new team Which will most likely be led by guys like Freddie and Pascal Who definitely uh, earned their spots on this team going forward But my next thing and we started from the top, so I'm going to continue going down to the top. Because they're probably the most important ones, too. The second biggest thing I think happened since we've been gone. I'm going to call this the shuffle. The shuffle of ah, 2019. Yes. Where you will not believe this. Actually, I'm going to ask you this straight up because it will probably make my point. How, what percentage of players this summer of 2019 changed teams in the NBA? What percentage? Of players. There's about 450 roster spots in the league. Yeah. What percentage of those players actually changed teams this summer? Would it be 480 now with two-way contracts? Maybe. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm not including
1: those. in (laughs) I don't believe (laughs) that. Fair. Fair. Um,
0: So, I think it has to be ridiculous because you're asking me. So, I'm going to say 40%.
1: Wow. 43%. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. 43% of NBA players swapped teams. In the glorious shuffle of summer 2019. And we have a completely different landscape. Russell Westbrook is with James Harden now. We just mentioned Kawhi Leonard. And he brought Paul George over to the Clippers. Truly Anthony truly Davis, one of the greatest schemes of all time. Insane, yeah. yes. We'll probably have an entire one-hour block all about that. Yeah. Anthony Davis finally made his way to L.A. It, it was a rough road, but he made it there. It worked. We could go down the line. The, the league is completely different now. My question to you is, is it in a better place? Oh, that's a good question. That's a question
0: I was not ready for. Uh, my point, point two, would be Westbrook, Katie, Harden. Yes. Uh, and we didn't I... mention Katie
1: and Kyrie going to Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. And my point three is Lakers with 80 in parentheses. So oh, right. my point two and We're point three. We're lumping them into the same yeah. one, though. My
1: point two and point all
0: we'll lump in with your point two. Um, Westbrook and Harden coming together and Katie going to Brooklyn and kind of. There's an ongoing, th this is an unwritten 30 for 30 that's going to get written and it's still going to be written too soon because these guys are still MVP candidates, all of them, even if KD's coming off an Achilles tear or a, it's an Achilles tear, yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, Lakers and AD, yeah, it, it took a long time. Uh, the Pelicans are ripe with assets now, just o- almost too many. It's, it's a 2K team at this point. It's, it's how we would play my GM. And, uh, it's in a better place for headlines. Okay. It's in a better place for headlines. It's in a better place because I think Kawhi Leonard, and I've been saying this to multiple people off air, Kawhi Leonard may not be the hero like Jon Snow, but he is the prince that was promised. He is the one who brought the title to the North and restored parity in the league By instead of joining the Lakers with AD, formed his own team at at, across across the uh, across the hallway, I guess. Yeah, because they don't have their own arena yet. But hey, soon maybe Englewood. Englewood. Shut up. But yeah, Kawhi Leonard helped restore that sort of parody where everything is up in the air again. Uh, Katie leaving to Brooklyn and joining Kyrie. Uh, we were talking a little bit on on Thursday, you know, just hanging out. Um, uh, it's hard to believe that we're actually friends yep. as well. And uh, we were talking about basketball then, and we are just like, there's so many duos that, like, it was so easy to name trios a while back. And now it's more like, oh, the quick answer when people want to bring, bring up powerhouses are duos now, right now. Um, obviously, Clay's injured, so it's... Right now it's Dre and Curry. Uh, Kyrie and Katie when they're both healthy. Uh, Paul George and uh, Kawhi, LeBron, and AD. Like, you could keep going. Uh, Westbrook, Harden. So that that that's the most exciting part to me. Uh, the headlines, uh, the player empowerment era, the movement in the league. It's all been good for the media that the NBA likes to control. Feeding the frenzy. 100%. You're feeding this mega media machine that just doesn't stop going. Um is it better in a basketball perspective? I kind of think so because parity is restored. You it, it's a little more unpredictable. This is a very optimistic take on things though because the one thing that you could say uh, you know from the player rent, player empowerment era is that they have too much control. Um I think if you know your worth you should have as much control as you allow yourself to, and you know, uh, you should negotiate for yourself. But um, I could definitely see why a franchise or team or fan would be upset for someone signing a five year contract and getting out two years in, uh, a la AD. So that's my that's where I would see the qualm. People would be upset with that, but I think otherwise the league's in a good place. You could argue it both ways. So What's your next point, my
1: friend? Well said. Well said. Um, lots to talk about, th- about that, but, I mean, we got six weeks to preview the season. Uh, this one, I'm not sure if you're going to have on your list, but I think it's really big, and I think it was big at the time, and I think it's going to be big, bigger than people realize. Zion getting drafted number one and going to the Pelicans, to that team, which you mentioned have an incredible amount of assets, 2K-like MyGM assets on that team. They're super young, but they also have vets on that team, like Drew Holiday, who good, good guy Griff came out right away and said, this is not Zion's team. I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is Drew's team. Yeah. I love that. That's good. I love that. Zion is someone that we have never seen before in the NBA with that Explosiveness at that size. Honestly, like Charles Barkley is kind of like a similar body type, but then Charles Barkley didn't trump like Sean Kemp. 100%. Yeah. There's a reason the schedule makers have the Pelicans on both opening night and on Christmas Day. I think he's going to be incredible. I think he's put, been put in one of the best situations a phenom rookie has ever been into coming into the league jj reddick kind of talked about this on his podcast who's also gone there right some veteran help as well he's saying that so many times these phenoms get drafted into the nba and there's no veteran help around them and it comes too late where habits start getting built bad habits right they don't have people to check them they don't have people to help them with it with advice whether it's on the court or off the court zion is he's not in a protective bubble because he's a man he can handle himself but man is he ever getting like this full cushiony entrance into the league where he's not going to have to worry about dominating from the get-go they're not expected to make the playoffs that's okay if they don't because the west is a doghouse as always and of course they're going to be better but with ad leaving the expectations have completely changed they have a a ridiculous young core that all are going to get second chances with uh, all the Laker guys coming there with Ingram and Hart and Lonzo Ball. I cannot be more excited about this. And I think people are almost forgetting about Zion.
0: Yeah, it's when you look at the chosen ones and there's multiple chosen ones. When you say, you know, when you say that I'm not saying greatest of all time sort of you know, there's multiple greatest of all times. Is, is, is That's my belief as but well. They, right? They come into the league with goat hype, so to speak. 100%. And uh, let's look at some recent, quote, chosen ones. Uh, LeBron James had to live up to being the chosen one. Yep. And lived up to it. Incredibly well. Surpassed. Giannis it, had to. Giannis and maybe a guy like Kawhi uh, had to work toward being the chosen ones. Oh, yeah. Just steals in the draft retrospectively. 100%. Zion. It, the way he's being written about, and you know, there's a mini documentary about him already, he's already being revered as one of these chosen ones. And in 2019, being revered as that is a little bit more hypersensitive, maybe. Uh, it's, it carries more weight because of how quickly or how heavily uh, social media moves. Um, you think it would mean less because social media moves so quickly, but no. Zion Williamson's a force, just a figure, uh, biggest rookie Nike contract ever. Uh, he's he's on the track to Jordan being one of those, brand. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, uh, uh, Jordan Brand contract ever. Oh, the money's all coming from the same place, right? That's true. It's all from Beaverton. Um, so, so like all of that said, he's uh, he's got a lot to live up to, and it's very good getting as much pressure as you can off of him immediately. Uh you don't want another Mark Kell fault situation and you don't want you don't want to put too much hype and you know potentially something happen, right? Um obviously he deserves all the hype. Uh given how I mean you're watching an ox play basketball. Yeah. Right? So yeah. he deserves all the hype, but as of right now, um he hasn't played a single professional game. He's played 6 minutes preseason. That's all he's played. Yeah. And then, and then he came in kind of chubby and kind of twisted his knee, and that was it. Right. That's all we've seen his eye on. So um, it, what Griff did uh, from a basketball chemistry standpoint, it was 100%. Like, I, I'm not sure I would have had that level-headedness going into it. True, true. And Griffin was just like, no, this is very clear. Drew's a, like a 10, 12-year vet. Like, this guy, it's his team. So uh, I'm, I'm 100% in, and... New Orleans is the perfect place for him to kind of grow and nurture, and it basically saved New
1: Orleans' franchise. 100%. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Gail Benson and everything that she's done. Uh, I think that was the Sonics. That was yeah. borderline the Sonics. Oh man, it uh, it sounds like it was really close. I think they've been at the the bottom there with Memphis as far as like team earnings uh, for a while now. It's just like they they just don't have the market, but they they keep getting saved. Whether it was Chris Paul at the time or Anthony Davis, and now Zion, um, they're still they're still an NBA franchise, straight up. Yeah, what do you got for me? I got Damian Lillard. A wave,
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it it the reason I put Damian Lillard as one of the five best things that happened in the NBA season since our last show, or in, in the NBA since our last show, was because there are so few moments that I'll just immediately picturesque call to mind. Because you know, as you get older, the more you put in your head, the more you tend to forget. Things get hazier. I still very clearly see. Two series-ending shots by Damian Lillard, and uh, I, I couldn't be happier that it was a forty-footer, <laughs> like a thirty-seven-footer on one of the greatest defenders in the past ten years. Step back, yeah, a step, uh, a lateral step back um, with the clock counting down to end the series and wave is what's actually it's flown under the radar until basically the the playoffs happened, but. Um, his nemesis, Russell Westbrook. Like, those guys have dogged at each other for quite some time, passive aggressively. Uh, not a fan of how the media played Lillard, where they um, they kind of twisted Paul George's words, saying, you know, uh, I didn't think he was going to take that. You know, it's not a good shot. Of course, it's not a good shot, right? Like, uh, Paul George s- still gave him credit, right? Like, I, I, the media had a tendency to pick and choose there. And that was my issue with how it was covered. And that shifted how Damian lillard answered questions right it sounded like he was almost coming off a little snobby about it but it was like well it must have been a good shot because i made it right so um that's what i didn't enjoy but what i did enjoy is that it provided one of the most memorable basketball experiences of my life of my basketball viewing life and all that aside
1: they did pretty good in playoffs, right? Like, yeah, yep. I mean, despite being swept in the Western Conference Finals... They made um, the Conference Finals. They they were incredible, especially yeah. getting swept out of the first round by the Pelicans last year, by Anthony Davis last year, yeah. right? Um, and An incredible comeback. And, Credits to uh, Drew, too, locked him, locked him down. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I, I'm so glad you had that on your list. Um, I, I didn't have it on mine, but I have it in my honorable mentions for sure because I think that will be one of the greatest shots. I mean, shout out to Kawhi, but... Great shots I'll remember in my watching lifetime. Like watching it live, yeah. seeing it happen, and just not believing it for a while. Like it just incredible, dramatic fashion, right? Yeah. One no, of the- no time on the clock, the step back, uh, the reach from Paul. You mentioned an all-world defender. Um, uh, an incredible moment in the NBA.
0: Yeah, the Kawhi one is a is a definitely you know the most amongst the top three most important shots in Raptors history. Um and you know maybe one of the twenty best playoff shots ever. Uh, but the Dame Lillard one is like a top three, top four ever, right? Like if you end a series on a walk off thirty eight footer, it's just like it's a grand slam in the World Series, right? Like it, it's kind of the say you know the end all be all of a picturesque movie. Those those Gatorade commercials that Paul George did where he hits the game winner that happened to him, like. On the
1: other end. Right, right. So that sucks. <laughs> it's nuts. It's yeah. And it's one of those things, like, I don't think this is hyperbole. By all means, call this out. If there was a five, say five to ten minute, like, all-time NBA highlight mix to show the aliens or something, this is what NBA basketball is. That shot's in there. Yeah. That shot's absolutely yeah. in there. Yeah. The, the, just the... The, the gravity of the situation, uh, the player, uh, the moxie afterwards. The with, composure, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like it, just, it just had all the right ingredients. And it made me think, and I'm, again, I'm glad you brought this on your list because Lillard's become one of my favorite players. And yeah. I, I love listening to CJ's podcast, and he talks about him every once in a while stuff. Like, that's his brother. They want to be in Portland uh, as they retire. They want to get rings there. I just pulled up the MVP odds for next year. Lillard is down below Karl-Anthony Towns and Luka Doncic at at plus 2,500. He's about, I'm just eyeballing here because there's no numbers, maybe 12th on the list of MVP odds. What does an MVP season look like from Lillard? Because I don't think it's that far away.
0: (sighs) Uh... They have, they'll have they have the continuity, and if Nurkic is healthy, they could really push into being something
1: special this yeah. year. Got kind of um, white side at the beginning, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you know... Uh, oh, yeah, because Nurkic will be injured until about December. Um, they have continued chemistry, especially between their guards, and regular season strength. And that could be enough to land you into a 2 or 1 seed. And if you're averaging 30 points and 8 assists... You have to be in there, right? right?
1: It's like a thirty-eight and five line or something like that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. He he can't be twenty-eight because then James Harden is just going to look better than him. Um, Unfortunately, it does have to just come down to numbers and team record and the way you are going about winning games. And Dave, no one has more moxie and composure. Uh, moxie is a good word that you chose. That's a very, I haven't used moxie in years. Uh, but <laughs> That's he a good is, one. You can has, have it, man. <laughs> the moxie uh, and, and the way Damian Lillard has end, ended games and his performance in clutch situations. I, there's no one else that I want to cheer for more, especially because he's been swept, I think, twice? Yeah. Yeah, he's been swept twice. Um, th- and, and his commitment to Portland... And being, you know, a one-team player, and Portland's commitment to him—rest uh, in peace, Paul Allen. Th- there's a, you know, there's something special there, and it's 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 a, uh, it's kind of currying what the Warriors did when they were homegrown and won their first title. That this has been so ongoing that if it, it feels right, this is like Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship. Uh, shout out, to any wrestling fans listening. Like it, it, it just took so long, but this guy has consistently deserved the spotlight
1: and that's what dame willard is no doubt i i can't wait uh to see portland roll it back this year again he can have an incredible season um speaking of someone that had an incredible career something on mine and it, it's point it, 0.5 yeah. point 0.5 i know it it's, it's my fifth point right now dirk nowitzki retiring yes. i mean lost a real one Incredible, yeah, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to lie and say that I was watching basketball when he started, right? But that was kind of, that was when I started really thinking about basketball as a sport. Like I started playing back when he got drafted, kind mm-hmm. of like that Kobe Nash, Dirk, Paul Pierce getting drafted in oh, that area, yeah. era, era, right, like mid nineties. But I felt like I grew up with him a little bit. Oh yeah, you know where he was always a mainstay. And he stayed a little bit longer, right like he he melted his career for everything, and it 's not like he was playing bad at the end. He definitely had to work his his butt off to get onto the court every day you 've yeah. heard him say that in multiple interviews right like it just became like a a ten hour ritual he would have to do to actually get on the court every day, but man. Winning that championship in 11, um, he's sixth all-time in scoring, which is just unbelievable. That's really all you need to say as far as the consistency that he had over his career. And something like doing digital production for the Bisons here at the U of M, I've actually done a lot of, I don't want to call it research, it's fun research, looking at the Dallas Mavericks YouTube page and all of their production that they do in-house because they do an incredible job. Seeing Dirk on every single video they do And think about the time he had to give Their team To do all these fun things Yeah, And do all that off the court As well as kicking butt on the court Um, An incredible career One of my favorite athletes to watch Especially in his prime Uh, He did it like no one else And I love that they are respecting him With his fadeaway silhouette On the court this year In Dallas that's one of few um,
0: situations where I if we had to let's say Jerry West copyrights himself if we had to change the logo the Dirk fade it's the Dirk fade it would look real good it would look so nice it would look real good (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and, uh, there's been there haven't been as many charismatic individuals as much as Dirk Uh, self-deprecation was a big part of it yes Uh, the willingness to accept like the mental health that came with you know uh, such such devastating losses, you know, two thousand six being a prime example against the against the Heat, um, and then and then coming back in this long winded redemption arc uh, in twenty eleven, it, it you know a, a lot of podcasters, uh, Bill Simmons primarily, you know, will say that he fundamentally changed how we think about him. Yes, and uh, I don't know how I would have thought about him before, but but before he won a title, and if he never did, but. What I think about him now, I'd like to think I would think the same thing. One of the greatest shooters of all time. One of the greatest big men of all time. One of the most charismatic individuals
1: of all time along the lines of Shaq. No doubt, man. Dominant in his own way. 100%. Um, As always, these half hours go real fast. True, yeah Man, it's good to be back We didn't even get through our five That was our first segment out of three So uh, we got our shows planned for the next couple weeks Feels Uh, good We're ready But uh, good content Uh, Shout out to uh, all the teams obviously playing in the World Cup right now Quarterfinals about to start soon I'm sure we'll talk about that next week Man, It's been good to be back. It's good to be back. Preseason, we're just shaking off the cobwebs. Absolutely. Uh, But so far, so good on Episode 1 here on 101.5 UMFM. Gamer Run's back next week, Monday, 6 to 6.30. We're out.